0: Blog Talk Radio Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the Author Incubator, Dr. Angela Loria.
1: Hey everybody, we are back here at Book Journeys Radio and we have a great show for you today. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. In this episode, we are going to talk to a branding expert. So you are going to get a double shot of advice about how to write a book from somebody who has done it and a little bit of advice on your brand. I'm super happy to welcome the author of Smarty Pants Branding, The Ultimate Guide to Getting Recognized being Remembered and Making More Money in Business for Women Entrepreneurs. And for you non-women, you will also love uh, Danielle Miller. Thanks for being with us, Danielle. Hey, Angela. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted to be here. Awesome. Well, I love the name Smarty Pants Branding. It always makes me smile. Um, but why don't you tell people what the book is about and who it's for? Okay, so the book is really about getting clear on your brand. It's all about how you show up and stand out on a consistent basis, and it's about figuring out that blend between a personal brand and a business brand for specifically for women entrepreneurs because we are inundated with information and and trying to figure out where we start and our brand begins or where we end and our brand begins and and figuring out what your signature blend is around all that. So, let me ask you this question to start off with. I know for me being a book coach and a publisher writing my book was, I know everybody's book, their process is scary, and they're always afraid how they're going to be received. But I felt like additional pressure because I'm the book girl, so I have to get it right. And I wonder Mm -hmm. for you, what did you have to know about your branding before you could even um, consider this project? And did that come up for you? Were you afraid that you wouldn't have your brand right before you wrote your book? Yeah, I think there's always that, that, in the back of your mind that, you know, particularly when you when you are going to be writing about a topic, then you're showing your expertise and your credibility. And, you know, I think especially in the brand and branding realm, it, you know, you have to get it right because people are now looking to you as the go-to person, as, as an authority on that particular subject. So I think for me, it was really just Making sure that I was absolutely, positively clear on all the elements that I talk about in the book for myself, and and I think one of the things you've done so well is that your brand and your personality came through in the book, and I think people will see that exact same personality if they're on, on your website, which is DanielleMMiller.com. They can go there, and it's like it's the same person. If we meet you in the book Mm -hmm. and we meet you on the website, um, it feels like we're – it feels very consistent, I think, because because it's you, right? Right. Yep. Exactly. And I think that's one of the things that I really wanted to have come across um, in the book is that, you know, you don't have to – create a a persona or uh, be something that you're not or fulfill somebody else's expectations about how you want to have your business represent who you are. Because at the end of the day, really, it all starts with you as an entrepreneur. So I I really wanted to drive that point home that, you know, it's, it's totally okay and more than, you know, okay to to be who you who you are and show up that way and and let people see you and see your vulnerability and see you know the really you behind the brand and the business, so let's talk about um deciding to write your book. What do you think it was that kind of pushed you over the edge and said i'm I'm going to do my book now? Uh, it was probably a combination of factors. I think probably the biggest one, the tipping point for me, was I was just getting so tired of seeing other people in my field, um, you know, have a level of visibility that I did not have. You know, I, that my business was, go, was going along fine. I, I had clients. I was, you know, doing things the way that I wanted to be doing my business, but I just still had this, you know, this, Thing in the back of my mind that you know I can I can show more of who I am I can be more visible I can um, embrace the idea of being a, a recognized expert um, mm-hmm. or authority in the field so that was really I think the tipping point for me I'd had enough I love that <laughs> um, and did you actually envision your book completed before you started? I did to yeah I did envision it completed um, you know and I had started I had tried to start it a couple of different times over the last few years and didn't you know just kind of put it aside or couldn't figure out how I wanted to um, tell the the information in a way that made sense and was coherent and, and really um, told the methodology that I, I I stand behind and that I'm very proud of so. Um, I think that it, you know, I had the end goal in mind, but I didn't have the pieces in place. So what do you think made this time different? You would started before and you hadn't finished. What was different with this time around? Well, I think I, and I've often said this many times, I think it was Angela Laria kicking my ass. Um, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> She's ass kicker. And <laughs> in, in such a loving and wonderful way. Um, but I think... You know, and I think you've talked about this many times as well, is that you know, You make that investment, not only that monetary investment, but that that energy investment and, and that um, intellectual investment, and there's just no turning back. You, you just, you have to, you have to do it. There's just no other option. So, why do you think you didn't finish before? Do you think you didn't really want to or you weren't really ready? I think that's probably part of it. I think there was it, still an element of me hiding um, and still, mm. you know, really listening to that inner critic that I wasn't good enough or I didn't have enough expertise or hadn't worked with, you know, hundreds and hundreds of clients Um mm. You know, I think there was absolutely that level of still wanting to not be seen. Mm. Because that's so accountability and responsibility. Let's talk a little bit about how that ties into branding itself. Because I think that feeling is what a lot of people um, end up with very kind of bland branding because they either. Mm-hmm. I don't know, they don't want to commit or they're afraid to be seen. And so what are some some tips you give your clients or some ways that you um that you address that when it comes to branding? Yeah, and I think that's that really at the end of the day underneath all of that, all of all of these components of branding, that's the real crux of it is this permission to give yourself um, in order to be seen, in order to show up, in order to draw that line in the sand around who you are and what you believe. And um, I, I don't know that there's a specific tip or strategy, um, but when I work with clients, we we keep uncovering layers. Um, so we focus a lot on tapping into their natural gifts and strengths and um, what do people say about them and how do they want their clients to feel after an experience with them. And and when we start really honing in on those things and clarifying them, there comes a level of confidence around that, that, oh, yeah, okay, you know, this is how I want people to feel, and these are the emotions I want them to have after an experience with me. And if I can deliver on that consistently, that's going to go a huge way to me showing up and doing the work. Hmm. So, are there things that you wish you knew before you wrote your book that you've learned since your your book came out in March? Yep, March, yep, March 11th. Yeah. So, in the 3 months or so since your book has come out, um what, what are some of the things you wish you knew before your book came out? Um, I wish I would have known that I really could do it. Um, I, I think I had this. I knew you could do it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I know
0: you, have do you I in could my do program it. if
1: I didn't think you could do it. I know it. I know it. But I, I think I would have saved myself a lot of, you know, agony and, and uh, self-doubt if I had believed in myself earlier on um, and my ability to... Believe that I had a voice worth listening to and a story worth telling. Um, I, and I think that um, knowing that I had a support system um, in place with your program—I mean, I adored my editor—and um, in and every step of the journey, I felt that I had support and, and encouragement and that accountability. And had I known. that was available to me before, I would have done it much sooner. Wow. So tell us some before and after stories. How have things changed for you since your book has come out? Are there opportunities you've had or conversations you've had or just a way that you maybe walk into a room differently now that you're a best-selling author? Yeah, I think there's a a huge confidence piece around that. You know, I, I really am much more comfortable um, with what I have to say around uh, the methodology that I use, around the concept of brand and branding, what I believe about it, um, and I've had you know amazing conversations. I, I actually <laughs> remember right before launch, um, I I um, sent a galley copy to Ariana Huffington and something I, that I probably would have never done a few years ago and, you know, received an email back from her that, you know, she really enjoyed reading the book and she hooked me up with um, one of her editors at the Huffington Post. And um, I think there's just all, you know, all around that level of confidence that you get um, in letting your voice be heard. And um, not it's not that you don't care what other people think or say, but it's knowing that you're... Particular message is going to resonate with the people that you really want it to resonate with. Yeah, I, I've noticed a big shift in your in your presence. I feel like there's there's not just like first I think your your messaging is sassier. Um, you're like, there is a a confidence that's coming through in, in your blog posts and, and things that you share in a way that it wasn't before. But I'm also noticing it feels like you're, you're taking a whole lot more action. And so, like, I'm wondering, was there a, I don't know, I'll say a side effect to writing the book of, knowing if you could get that project done, there were other goals you had for your business that you could also do. Oh, hell, yes. <laughs> you know, it's like I got right, that on. All right, Tell us about done. that because that's the juicy stuff. <laughs> um, you know, it, it was really that idea that, you know, I com- I completed something that I had always dreamed of doing but never really had the confidence in believing that I could finish it, I could complete it. And once I did that, it was just like... You know, and I hate to use some of these buzzwords that we hear in the coaching consulting realm around stepping into, you know, your brilliance or whatever, gag. I want to gag when I hear something like that. But it was more stepping into a truer version of myself, um, um, an amplification of being able to do things and knowing that I'm bringing all the best that I can to the table. So that was really a a big part of it for me and um you know and being okay with the fact that you know what i have to say is not going to is not going to fly with everybody it's not going to resonate with everybody and that's totally fine totally fine mm. so that's all good. and so yeah so so talk about some ways that your business is different now than it was before the book came out and i know it's not just the book but it changed it but what are some some things that you're doing differently now? Uh, I think probably the biggest piece of it is just that being comfortable with being more visible, with really having that ownership around my message and my platform um, and being comfortable talking with people about the value that I bring to the table and how I can help them in, you know, their brand work and really giving them a platform to build upon as well. You know, I'm to- I'm totally you know in alignment with that. Um, it feels really good. Um, I feel much more confident in positioning myself as a leader um, around uh, personal branding for entrepreneurs. Um, I think it's just it's there's just been sort of like this domino effect. That has happened for me. Um, I get, you know, really, literally on an almost daily basis, you know, emails from women who, you know, have read the book, and they're just like, oh, my gosh, Danielle, this made, you know, so much sense to me. Um, you're so approachable and, and friendly, and I felt like I was having an actual conversation with you, which was exactly what I was going for. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that was, that was that's, that's awesome. It's So awesome. I love it. So uh just in case you missed uh in case you missed the title, it's Smarty Pants Branding. Danielle Miller is the author and you can find it on Amazon or you can head over to Danielle M Miller dot com and get lots of goodies from Danielle. Um, mm-hmm. so let's talk a little bit about your Um, your experience writing, were there times that you uh, ran into writer's block? A lot of people have the problem that they start writing, and and maybe you've had this in the past or on this project, but they write, maybe they write 20 pages, and then they kind of get stuck and don't know what to say next. And I wonder if that happened to you, and if so, what advice do you have for people who maybe have started their book but are just stuck? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. (laughs) I think that's why I never, you know, up until this point, hadn't finished it. You know, I just didn't know how to articulate what I wanted to say um, in a way that made sense because I tend to, you know, see all the shades of gray and things are not black and white for me typically. So I I really wrestled and, and wrangled with trying to get some of these brand and branding concepts onto the paper in a way that made sense, not necessarily as this, you know, I have this real resistance around words like blueprint and formula and system. Um, and so I encountered a real block around trying to write so that it wasn't, it didn't feel that way. Um, I, it was a framework that you could kind of come into at any point in, in where you were in your journey and your process um, and make it work, make the have the information work for you. Um, so I really had struggled with that quite a bit and, there's one section of the book that that's really outlines, you know, the the process that I use with clients and um I can remember Skyping with Sarah and being like, I can't I can't do this. I cannot. I can't make this make sense and she was like, Yes, yes, you can. Just write it just write some things down, leave it alone for a little bit and come back to it. So, you know, having that support and having Somebody who was there that that believed in what I had to say, um, <clears throat> and had confidence that I could fit, I could do it, I could move past the blocks was really invaluable for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you know it seems like it's just writing. Like we write emails, we wrote papers for school. Like we've we've done so much writing just as adult humans on our own that you think why would I need why would I need help? I just need to make myself sit in the chair. Um, right. But when it really comes down to it, a book project is more than writing. There's a whole lot more that goes on. And mm-hmm. having that support through the whole process is, is you know, maybe some people don't need it, but gosh, there's a much higher success rate if you commit to it in that way. Right. and I, I mean, that's the same. I think it's the same thing with anything, whether you are, you know, wanting to get healthy and, and lose weight or whether you – are looking for help in a relationship, I mean, sure, you pro- you can get the information, you can find out how to do all those things, but to have that support and accountability um, and people looking at it with a different lens, a different filter, a different perspective, it ma- makes all the difference in the world. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so what was different about the experience of writing and publishing a book than than you expected? What surprised you? Uh, I think how smoothly it went. (laughs) I really didn't expect it to just kind of flow along the way that it did. Um, You know, I kind of expected more bumps in the road and and more time spent on certain things. And and really it was just kind of this smooth process from beginning to end. And um, that, I think, was very surprising to me. Um, And it was surprising to me that really – all that I had to think about was the writing part of it. Mm. You know that that was another thing because I before you know I was thinking about well you know how am I going to how am I going to design a cover and and how am I going to or how am I going to you know if I want to do a different type of publishing and and write a book proposal and get an edit you know an agent and own all those kinds of things and this process all I had to do was write. That was my only job that I needed to do. Yeah, so I, wrote my, so I wrote my butt off, <laughs> um, and, and that was that was really great just to have just to know that that's really all that I had to do. And um, and for you, what is the best thing to come out of having your own books? It's it's really um, an intrinsic um, thing for me. I, I think that um like i said I, i'm at this point in my life where i'm just i'm really interested in in having experiences and and not so much things um so the the experience of being able to say that i'm um a published bestselling author um and knowing that that is something that will live on no matter what happens to me um it's a part of my legacy um that's been really profound for me, and so there are times when I think oh, I can't, I can't do this. Or, you know, I'm, I'm putting together a group coaching prog- program right now, and there's all these pieces that I'm fiddling around with, and, and uh, there are days when I'm like, I, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And then I'm like, you know what? You wrote a damn book, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, yeah. you know, and you kind of put that in perspective. You know that you put something out there in the world that you don't know on any given day who that touches, and who reads that, yeah. and it makes a difference for them. And that's pretty amazing um, what to is me. It, what does it feel like when you get uh, when you get emails from people who have read your book? I I'm still very humbled by it. You know, I had uh, I had a, a woman who had contacted me about a month ago, and, and we've since, you know, kind of, I've gotten on Skype with her, and just I, I the other day we were on Skype together, and she's like, I just, I can't believe I'm talking to you. Like, I'm total fangirl. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> you know, you still kind of are like, really? I'm just me, you know, I, I'm just me. I'm mm. still doing my thing, and, and so that's really, it's kind of, but people see you somebody. so differently when you're an author. You don't necessarily know more than you did before you write the, wrote the book. You might, but it's not really about that. I think it's how people perceive an author. They're like, oh, well, she's an expert on this. I wonder if she'll have time to talk to me. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, that's exactly, and I really get squirmy around the, the word expert. You know, I just, it's, it's not a, a title that I ever aspired to. Um, I, I want to... Uh, be seen as somebody who knows what she's talking about. But I always, you know, get kind of squirmy around that. But, um, you know, it's something that since I've written the book, um, I'm more comfortable with that. I don't call myself an expert, but I'm okay if other people, you know, do mm. that when they when they talk about me. So um, I've gotten more comfortable around some of those words that are bandied about. And that is a huge shift. Mm-hmm. So, my last question for you is really about what advice that you would have um that you would have for people who want to write a book, maybe like you they've they've started and haven't finished or they've tried and they haven't been able to complete it. Um, what advice do you have for them, and I want you to kind of take this in two parts. One, of course, I want to hear any writing advice, publishing advice, anything you would say about finding the right people to work with. But also, as a branding expert, what do you think people need to know about their brand and what work do they need to have done on their brand in order to know that they're ready to to start a project like that? Okay. So I think in terms of of your brand, you've got to have clarity around a few things. You've really got to be clear on what your core values are. You know, those top three to five things that are just non negotiable for you. Uh you have to be clear on your brand voice, how you want to come across, what what are the what's the vibe that you want to have. That was something that I gave some thought to um when I wrote the book, I mean, I knew what my brand voice and tone were before that, but I wanted to make sure that that consistently shown you know was able to shine through in the book, and I wanted to you know have it be relatable and approachable and make sense um to whoever read it so that was i mean i yeah, you know, Sarah can tell you I agonized over that kind of stuff, right that was a huge thing for me in writing the book, so you know really having clarity around your brand voice is very important um how how you want to say what you want to say um and then you know the other piece of that the first question was repeat the first question for me again uh what yeah what advice would you have for somebody who wants to write a book about how to get it done if they've been trying to get it done uh but they haven't i think like, you what should, you need to, give to them? yeah i think you need to figure out where what your blocks are around that where is the oh. resistance coming from Well, where were yours? That's a great piece of advice. I I want more on this. Give me the dirt. (laughs) Oh, I said something that that perked Angela's ears up. I think for me, I knew that I needed to have that accountability in place. If I ever really wanted to get serious, stop getting the damn book done, and getting it out there in the world, I needed to have that support in place for myself um could i have done it all on my own maybe eventually i don't know maybe i would have gotten so tired of you know fooling around with it that i would have but i know my personality and i know what motivates me and that i think when you know those types of things when you know it's getting in your way and you're willing mm-hmm. to commit to removing those things you know, that's what's going to help you get that book written. So if you feel like you don't have, you know, enough expertise in your in your field or if you feel like you can't, you know, articulate what you want to say, you know, why? Why is that? And start digging down deep into those things and figuring out what is going to help you remove those obstacles and blocks and get it. Oh, I love that. That is fantastic advice. Um, Danielle Miller has a whole lot more fantastic advice in her book, Smarty Pants Branding, The Ultimate Guide to Getting Recognized, Being Remembered, and Making More Money in Business for Women Entrepreneurs. You can find out more about Danielle at www.daniellemmiller.com. Danielle, thanks for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me, Angela. It was so fun to catch up with you. We kind of...
0: So talk fun. on Facebook
1: a little bit, but it was yeah, it was really great to to you know give your audience a little bit of insight into you know what what finally propelled me to finish my book. So that was that was fun. Yeah, I love it. So if you are thinking about writing your book, you can get how tos and helpful tips uh, and advice in our other podcast, which is Page Up. That is uh, advice specifically for me. In this week's episode, we are talking about whether or not you should write your book in three days. So in this episode, I talk about bursters and plotters, and the really the different options for writing your book, not one being better than the other, but also learning how to borrow some of the positive things from people who can get their books done quickly. Uh, if you are somebody who is a plotter and learning how to borrow some of the awesome things from people who can take their book in bite sized pieces and break it down and write it maybe a little bit more slowly. So, um that episode is called Write Your Book in Three Days or Don't. And you will find that over on iTunes. So check out page up, make sure that you Subscribe to Page Up and to Book Journeys over at iTunes and do uh, a and give us a review. We love reviews and comments, so go ahead and do that, and we will be back next week. New episodes of Page Up come out on Tuesdays, and new episodes of Book Journeys come out on Thursdays. So thanks for being here, everyone. We'll be back next week, changing the world, one book at a time.
0: This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.